I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The Dinner Party Show needs your support, and it's not going to cost you a dime. If you're getting ready to shop on Amazon, start at thedinnerpartyshow.com. Click through the Amazon Gold Box on our homepage. And a percentage of those purchases will help support the show at no extra cost to you. The same goes for all the buy links on our site, including our guest products and all the items featured in Christopher and Eric's favorites. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your support. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Brought to you by you. Hi, I'm Beth Grant, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with these assholes, Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, for God's sake. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. The they go with their gut. Don't have the enough depth to last the cares about your season. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. Live. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, we're no, going to no. take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. <laughs> Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's livecast is streaming to you live and for free through thedinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the... Get out of my office! It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric! Good evening, I'm Christopher Wright. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show's livecast for November 8th, 2015. And tonight we will not be talking about the fact that a certain bloviating, delusional, sexist, racist, uh, opportunistic ooh. grifter, who also happens to be running for president, oh, her. was the guest host of last night's episode of Saturday Night Live. Ugh. We won't be talking about the fact that we didn't watch, and we won't be talking about the 10 million people who did. Yikes. Giving the show its biggest overnight rating since 2012. What was going on in 2012? I think the Mayans were on. I have oh, no idea. Man. We will, however, say that SNL's decision to invite Trump suggests there are greater similarities between its producer, Lorne Michaels, and his 30 Rock counterpart, Jack Donaghy, <laughs> than previously thought. Or you think that's bad? Wait for this. We know, we know, television is all about the business of ratings, but until then, we'd like to suggest to the Donald that given how big ratings are currently your forte, mm -hmm. why don't you look to the sterling examples set by Princess Di and Michael Jackson, both of whom delivered their biggest ratings at their funerals. Wow. <laughs> Ouch, babe. Whew. 
Okay, we are also left speechless <laughs> by the ignorant morons in the city of Houston, Texas. That's right, Florida and Oklahoma, you're off the hook this week. This week. The nat brain dipshits from America's ugliest city this week voted to repeal civil rights protection for veterans, married people, people with children, as well as people from any race or religion. That's right, folks. In Houston, it's now possible under city law to discriminate against married Christians with children just for being married Christians with children. So there's an upside. All of this because they hate trans and gay people so much. Despite the fact that there are zero reported cases of trans people attacking other people in the ladies' room, Houstonians are willing to let you fire and refuse housing to veterans rather than let a trans person go to the bathroom. That's as close as we can get to figuring out what these thoughtless, sexually obsessed bigots were trying to do. The only thing we can think to ask is... How many stupid people are there in this country? There isn't a number. We continue to lower our expectations for the American electorate, and they continue to astonish us with new levels of stupidity. In light of Houston's new low in voter fuckwittedness, we think that it's time to stop bending over backwards to make the bigots in this country comfortable. So, bigots, no matter what your justification, and I'm talking to you, Christian Assacres, <laughs> if me living my life makes you uncomfortable, that's your problem, not mine. Bigotry is not a civil right. Put that on a t-shirt and smoke it. All right, all right. <laughs> I know, that's gross. Also not being discussed, Justin Benieber. Oh? Or is it Justin Bleeper? I don't know. Or is it Justin Bieber? Sorry. The I... pop sensation who thought he'd throw some oh. shit. Jade Bette Midler's way because she had the temerity, I know, to express concern over the fact that Bieber's troubled father, let's put it that way, (laughs) took to social media to compliment his son's unit after (laughs) naked pictures of the young man were quote-unquote leaked online. Creepy much? Bieber thought he'd upbraid Miss Midler by deliberately getting her name wrong, implying she's a has-been who is largely unknown to anyone under a certain desirable age. (laughs) Now, now, Mr. Benieber, before we go back to not talking about you, allow us to say this. As someone who is now five minutes away from joining the ranks of Leif Garrett. And Johnny Ray. And Ricky Nelson. And David Cassidy. And Fabian. And Frankie Avalon. And Johnny Rydell. And many, many other now many, forgotten many, many, teen many. idols who vanished from the spotlight the minute their youth and good looks left them. Poof. We suggest you not imply anyone is a has-been. Especially a woman who in the past 55 years has won three Grammys, four Golden Globes, three Emmy Awards, released 13 studio albums, and been nominated for two Oscars, all while starring in 29 films, while you, meanwhile, are currently famous for nude photos and being a jackass to your neighbors. That's about it. So follow our lead on this one, Mr. Bieber, and just stop talking. But the nude pictures are still okay. We're you okay. can keep we're those actually, coming. We're, okay we're down with, with You're that. of age, so okay. we're cool. Right. Yeah. Um, in a related story about dim-witted Houston-based decisions, <laughs> we are delighted to double down on our commitment to not talk about the morally bankrupt but cash-flushed NFL, who despite reason, any dawning awareness of public relations, or even a shred of human decency, rejected calls to move the 2017 Super Bowl from Houston to a city where all the people in the stadium will be able to go to the bathroom, not to mention live and work in peace. We can only assume 
found that leading fuckwit commissioner Roger Godell and the other insensitive, dull-witted, buttock-brained money worshippers in charge at the NFL still believe it's okay to beat your wife and call Native Americans redskins, but it's not okay to mess with your balls. Mm -mm. And that's really all we have to say about any of this pack of transphobic Neanderthals other than to say... We love the smell of boycotts in the morning. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and I'm just all fired up. <laughs> Are you all fired that up? That was quite a little round, that, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Really got things going. Oh, look. It's our soon-to-be super famous, um, I guess we, we've been calling him Beef Wellington. Uh, yeah. He's our man, house man here, but his real name is actually Jack Mikesell, and he's going to be starring on the Thanksgiving edition of NCIS, Yay! the biggest rated show in the history of mankind Yay! or something. And he plays a cancer patient, so he showed up for work today with his head shaved. We'll get David to post a picture of him any minute now. I hope that now. he will give us his picture. We He took a picture in the cancer makeup. We're not making light of uh, cancer. Wow. Jack no, was just playing not. a cancer patient We're very on TV. excited for Jack to have a role on NCIS. If somebody doesn't no turn Eric's microphone down a little bit, we're going to have to do the show in a really interesting <laughs> way tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Booth. It's been an exciting afternoon. I think it may be your headset, No, it's not. It's a Brandon thing he oh. has to do. Okay. Welcome to the Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And apparently Christopher just can't stand the sound of my voice I tonight. I love the sound of your voice. But when it sounds like you're shouting at me through a rock tumbler in a rainstorm, something wow. has to be done about it. That so. really does sound harsh. Anyway, so on the 24th of November on yes. NCIS, the Thanksgiving special, our very own dinner party show, Jack Mikesell, will be starring as... I guess the the uh, cancer patient, right? As a cancer patient and the the featured player on um, the most famous show and television show in the history of the world. So. Yeah, excellent. Tune in. I'm already setting my VCR. Is it really? It's the most watched show my like in DVR. history. My VCR actually is in a pile of other things that I can't quite throw away. I, I tweeted the... something shitty about teenage YouTubers this week and used the term video camera, which many people pointed out to me was a sign of the fact that I'm now a grumpy old man shouting at people to get off we my really fucking lawn. Really have updated. All of those terms like album and yeah, no. videos and tape, like we have it on tape. We really don't have anything on tape. It's anymore. not, and it's not like we still we call scanners a Xerox anymore. Right. We've abandoned that term, so there are plenty of terms we abandon or don't or don't or go right on using, even though really there's well, nothing I, I to. Think, I think we're saying that the balance right now is a little in the. I'm actually saying that if people favorite. want us to use new terms, they need to come up with them. Yeah, because yeah. really there are not new terms. Well, Xerox is a brand name, right? They're a yeah, brand name that managed but Kleenex to... is a brand name too, and we say Kleenex, and I'm actually cool with continuing to call copies Xerox. That's kind of easy and universal because then it can be scans or whatever it turns out to right. be. Right, absolutely. But uh, yeah, videos and film and tape and mm -hmm. albums, like nobody releases any albums Masturbation anymore. Masturbation like, is still... Oh, that's really, that no, hasn't that's changed still, That much. hasn't that changed. That has fortunately right. stayed exactly the same. Thing. Although there are now new devices that can aid you in the matter but absolutely it's, still... it's gotten so i got a virtual... <laughs> the more masturbation changes the more it stays the, the more same. it gets better um <laughs> i got a virtual reality thing today from the new york times with my sunday times what? today Get they out. sent out they actually did a story in the sunday times magazine um in virtual reality 
you play it on your phone, but you they sent the player and you put the you hold it. It's like a stereoptic and you hold it up to your eyes. You drop your cell phone into it. And literally, I was you can look all around and be in the environment where That's the story is taking place. Yeah, it's really very cool. So, yeah. Okay, masturbation. <laughs> Balls in your court. <laughs> masturbation is next. All right. Balls in your court. Let's see if we can't bring those two technologies together. Speaking of masturbation, we had a book party for you last weekend in New Orleans <laughs> as part of our endless masturbation of your new novel, <laughs> Right Murder. I, you got to make the segue that work is the sometime. Best segue in the three year history. It's about Absolutely. our anniversary. It's, uh, that's our anniversary segue. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Mary- so we had uh, many party people were in attendance, and one in particular, a Miss Talitha Wagner, known to many on the page, was assigned to do let, what should we call them, woman on the street interviews. She was, yeah, she was putting together interviews with people there. I don't. It was we weren't on the street. We were in no, a, we were in a we were, were in a luxurious ballroom. Woman and, in the luxurious ballroom yeah. interviews. Let's salon. See, let's. It's see. the Talitha Wagner Wright Murder Salon. PSI, Right Murder, Party Scene Investigation with Talitha Wagner. And this is Talitha calling in from the Dinner Party Show. And so today I got a guest. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Can you please say your name? Hi, I'm Jordan Amperson. Hi, Jordan. How you doing tonight? I'm all right, but everybody's talking about books, and it's kind of lame. Are you having fun? Um, I was having fun, and then I sobered up, and I'm not having fun anymore. Did you eat any food? Um, I don't eat food. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I did it. I'm transitioning the to Christopher in the middle away. of the call. <laughs> how are you doing tonight, Christopher? How are you liking the party? Uh, it's a lovely event. I'm very impressed with how the room turned out. It's a beautiful, elegant, chandelier-lit ballroom. Well, no, it's smaller than a ballroom. It's more like a conference room at the Monteleone Hotel in the French Quarter, and a lot of party people are here, and a lot of Anne Rice fans are here. People who were at the ball last night are here, some in costumes, some not. It's a lovely event overall. And have you read the book? I have read the book. I was one of the, I have read every draft of the book, and I was one of the first people to read it after he first finished it. You win cookies. You're the only one that's read the book so far. Congratulations. Ouch, I, uh, I cannot get enough. Of, I, I can't lose the cookies. I get more of the cookies than anybody. <laughs> I like the um, – he'll do a bad batch or what he considers a bad batch. I actually love them because they're sort of burned and really crispy. So like the burned version, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. And do you have any well wishes for Eric? Oh, I have nothing but well wishes for Eric. I'm so excited that he did this, and it's been such an exciting venture to publish it with him and um, see him learn about independent publishing. And I've done a, a little bit of it myself, but nothing on the order of what he's done here with bringing out a print edition of the book, bringing it out on all different retailers. It's been it's been amazing. So I wish him the best, and I can't wait to see how the series plays out. I'm ready to read the next one. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, thank you, Talitha, for doing these dinner party show interviews on location at the launch party here in New Orleans. Very kind of you. Thank you, Christopher. Have a good night. You too. 
quite an intro and outro for a phone a call to the party line. It was a line. lovely party. It yes, was a that's lovely Alita. party. She's just, she spares no. Yeah, it's all about drama with her. We have more reports from Talitha from right. the party. She interviewed a lot of guests at the party. It was a big hit. Christopher did an amazing job. It was much more sumptuous than a conference room. He's <laughs> he's limiting his own. Uh, yeah, you did it. It was an amazing. There were oysters on the half shell and fabulous desserts and a beautiful bar and liveried service. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Just beautiful. I could not have had a bit. And I got to meet a lot of people who, many of whom were just meeting the book or many of them yes. were getting their book for the first time. So it wasn't really about, it wasn't a seminar on everybody who had read the book, <laughs> although I think to like the ask most of the people if Most they of had, the people were getting a free copy when they, they, they walked like, through the front uh, door, so they hadn't had a chance to buy the book not yet, yet, much less get although it. Although yeah. some people had read two or three chapters by the time they got to the head of the line to get their they book were. signed. They were. People were waiting in line to have you sign their book. Well, yeah, that's it was great. really lovely. So thank you, Talitha, for doing that. Thanks, everybody, for coming in. For, and thank you, Christopher, for, for making a really lovely event. Right Murder, as you know, is uh, as as well as pre-orders for Kiss the Flame. Right Murder is still available through the dinnerpartyshow.com. And that's the last time we get to talk about it this month, because it's my month. Kiss the Flame it's is Kiss, coming it out. It is Kiss the Flame month. No, Next is the 10th. Kiss the, Kiss the Flame yes, comes Yes, Tuesday. This Tuesday. I don't know. If you're listening to the podcast, it's it happened maybe already. If you're listening after Tuesday, November 10th. It's available exclusively on Amazon for the first 90 days, and then it becomes available everywhere else. It is the next installment in the Desire Exchange series. It is a novella, and it's straight. I'm and just going to lay it right out there. Absolutely everything that we've written is hetero available hetero through the dinnerpartyshow.com. The dinnerpartyshow.com, and if you buy it through the links there, we get a portion of your sale, and it doesn't cost you anything else. Allegedly, our guest tonight will be Christina Lauren, but yeah, we're being a told rumor. that there's a there's a delay in their travel plans. They're circling currently. LAX currently, so circling. we're hoping that they're going to come in for a landing. So and, if uh, you are called tonight to uh, hear Christina Lauren, we're, our fingers are crossed along with yours <laughs> that they're going to get here before the show Here's ends. Here's hoping. Here's hoping, but we will be back with something. Actually, I think, oh, you know, I sat down this week, because it is my month after all, with um, your friend, the lovely Miss Jonelle Sands. Oh, right. She came to help yeah. us celebrate Kiss the Flame Month. And it's going to be an interesting celebration with her. As She's always. up next. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the dinnerpartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them, too. You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site. And remember, if you use any of the buy links on thedinnerpartyshow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. It's time once again for The Dinner Party Show's homemade relationship advice with Jonelle Sams. Hi, this is Jonelle Sams with a very special edition of Homemade Relationship Advice. This week, in honor of Kiss the Flame Month and the launch of Christopher Rice's thrilling new romance novella, Kiss the Flame, I'm taking time away from my duties on Poison Creek Live to revisit my old duties here at thedinnerpartyshow.com, dispensing homemade relationship advice. And 
this is the special part, to assist me in my duties, Christopher Rice, New York Times bestselling author, host of The Dinner Party Show, and romance writer extraordinaire, will be joining me to answer your relationship questions. Welcome, Christopher. Well, hi, Joe Nell. It's nice to be here, although it's really you who've come all this way to West Hollywood to The Dinner Party Show studios, so... Welcome to West Hollywood. Well, it's so nice to be here. Thank you. So where are you staying? I'll tell you. That's Shay Butters, who says he works here, although between us, I'm not entirely sure what he does. But he booked me into a quaint little motel where Jim Morrison apparently oh, stayed. dear Shay. Now, I'm not saying it was the motel that killed Mr. Morrison, but I don't think it's been painted since he was last there. Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to get you to a better place. Oh, wow. I already moved. Really? Where are you staying now? Well, I'm right here in the studio. Oh, yeah, great. Shay! I made up a bed on the fainting sofa in Eric's moisturizer spa suite. That's a lot of hand cream. Yes, apparently he has very dry hands. I will tell you, it smells wonderful in Just there. don't get in the exfoliation cabinet. I wondered mm-hmm. what that was. Anyway, I'm all settled in, but enough about me. You have a new book coming out this week. That's right, Kiss the Flame comes out Tuesday night. November 10th. And folks can pre-order their copies of Kiss the Flame right this minute at thedinnerpartyshow.com. That's right, Jonelle. Thank you. And thank you for doing double duty as best-selling author and relationship advisor. Shall we get started? Uh, by all means. I mean, I'll do my best, but I'm sure I could never give the sort of... Uh... How should we say, outside-the-box relationship advice that you serve up? Oh, Christopher, you're just too sweet. Mm. I can't think why you are still single. Uh Okay, here we go. Are you ready? As I'll ever be. All righty, then. Our listener writes, Dear Jonelle, I've never written for romantic advice before, but I don't know where else to turn. I'm a student working hard to complete my college degree, the first ever in my family. What? Good for you, listener. Education is the key to success and a bright future. Anyway, she goes on, things have been going great so far and I'm nearing the finish line, but now romantic feelings for a teaching assistant in one of my art history classes are threatening to get me disqualified from the race. Uh, Hold on. This sounds a lot like my... Don't get me wrong. Under any other circumstances, This would be the perfect guy for me. He's brilliant, good-looking, and so charming. But he's also in charge of my final grade. So it seems like too big a risk for me to take a chance. But am I risking losing even more if I let him slip away? Uh, Okay, okay, wait just one minute. Jonelle, should I follow my head or my heart? Short of a magical intervention, I'm not sure how to find a solution to my dilemma. Sign... That's the plot of Kiss the Flame. Your new novel? Yes. Let me see that. It is? Hold on. Well, isn't that a coincidence? Then you are the perfect person to tell us what our listeners should do. I mean... What does your character do in the book? Where did you get this letter? I don't know where any of the letters come from. People email me at jonelle at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and someone, that Shay, I think, prints them out and forwards them to me, and then I come up with my reply. Shay! 
But what does she do, Christopher? What's the character's name in your book? Lainey. What does Lainey do? Well, I wrote a whole book about it, in fact. And it comes out this Tuesday. That's right. Perfect. Dear reader, Christopher and I both feel that you should buy a copy of Christopher's new 1001 Dark Knights novella, Kiss the Flame. It just so happens that the plot to Kiss the Flame is exactly the same as what you're going through. So all you have to do is read Kiss the Flame and you'll find out exactly what you need to do to have your dreams and your fantasies come true. Wow, Joe Nell, you really will believe whatever people tell you. Well, how else would I find stuff out, Christopher? Well, then, let's have a little talk about your husband, Merle, and his friend, Olsen. Well, maybe next time, Christopher. That's all the time we have today. Yeah, just one little thing. Till next time, I'm Joe Nell Sams, and we'll be back next week with guest relationship advisor and best-selling novelist Christopher Rice and more homemade relationship advice. If you have relationship questions, write to Jonelle Care of the Dinner Party Show Facebook page or to Jonelle at thedinnerpartyshow.com. That worked out just perfect, didn't it, Christopher? Shay, where are you? Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now, it's time for The Dish. We hope you kept your silverware. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm very excited because just before we went live again, we got a phone call which indicates that our guests, Christina Lauren... Maybe at least close to it. Or they went to In N Out Burger and they want to know if we want anything. <laughs> we think they're here, but we closed the door before we found out whether or not they were just calling to say that they were stuck in traffic on the 405 freeway. But we, the last report we got to there is that they were closer than that. They were on the Sunset on Boulevard. The so we've got our fingers crossed. So we got our fingers crossed. I'm looking Sunset at the Sunset Boulevard's really long. The so that last isn't... time we had a guest, we are we, come in late like this, we also had a guest already in the studio. It was Chad Hodge. Uh, TV writer who was the showrunner for Wayward well, Pines I would say Marsha was the last one to come in. But we also had Jan Arden. Jan there they are. I see them. I see them. Yay! I see them. I see them. I see them. Bring them in. They're Bring them in. Bring them in. Here. They're coming. They're coming. Christina Lauren, they're in the building. The patter of they're in little the building. Foot- reindeer hooves on the roof. Are they stopping to have chocolate? Bring them in. Yay! They're here. We're live. We're on the air. Put your headphones on. Yay! It's Christina, Christina Lauren, Lauren in the house. They made it. <laughs> Against all odds. Pull those mu- Hi. Hi, Lauren oh Billings. Lauren Billings and Christina Hobbs taking up their headphones and, pull, and joining those, the show. Pull Welcome those to mics the dinner party close. show. Sunset okay. Boulevard needs to die in a fire. You know, LA traffic that needs was to die Lauren in a fire. Who said that, not <laughs> that was a wow, way to throw your co writer under the bus. <laughs> Which was and actually running on Sunset Boulevard. And that was Lauren who booked the flight and yeah. not Christina. Yeah, no. Um, oh, my God. In the Uber, we were like, is Uber okay to talk about? Like, yeah, are we pro about Uber any, here? No, okay. we, you can say we're not FCC regulated. You can curse. You can flip okay. out. You can do whatever. <laughs> we're like, we've never been late to anything. <laughs> this is like the, yo, so we're sorry, well, We're guys. glad to be your first. We're glad yeah. to be your first. And honestly, this is and right you're so about, gentle. you're really just like... 
Christopher. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought he was about to knock oh over the God. camera. <laughs> I don't We're care. We're freaking out. There's hot tea involved. Christopher is shoving the I guy with the hot tea. I know what he was doing. I'm sorry. Okay. Not worried. I'm less Everybody, worried about. Yeah. Let's just take a deep breath. Let's Again? Just everyone take a deep breath. Oh, it's that breath. whole calm down thing. We're again. here at the dinner party show. Okay. Um. um Okay. Here we all are. And really, this is right about the time you'd come in. So okay, you good. were really good. just seconds Hi. off of exactly you really were. where yeah, we you were stressing. The truth is this, is that when I told you that you came on 10 minutes into the show, I was sort of lying a little bit. Okay. You came on about 15 minutes into the show. Okay. So okay. I was trying to get you here soon. I could see that clock and I was like watching yeah. every minute. She yeah. was watching my jaw just like. Yeah, totally. Anyway. I'm like, so tell me about the wedding you were at. What did the dress look like? So, but. Okay, Eric asked me a question during the break, which I we, thought would be a good question to put to the two of you. To start out with, yeah, we played, we uh, we featured um, a song it's, from One Direction yeah. on the show this week, and apparently, according to Christopher, there you all are reasonably you like them. We're a well bit. versed in the One Direction. So my question is. Is it over? Like, I haven't heard anything about them in months. This it is used a great conversation. Every week. Oh, really? I, I heard about them. this because I thought you two would freak out the minute he because said this. Because she will. The bubble like, burst? She can't even talk about it. She gets very, this is Lauren speaking. Christina gets very <laughs> emotional at the idea that One Direction is done. And I'm like, look, they keep saying they're just taking a break. They're just like, they've been touring straight for five years. These are dudes in their early 20s. They need a break. And she's like, really? I don't know. I don't remember needing done. a break in my early Here's 20s. Here's the thing. One Direction is like my happy place. So we were actually going to a concert. I think we were in... Don't pretend like there's so many we have to take a minute to remember. <laughs> where we were going to a concert and uh, and uh, everybody was like, did you hear the news? Did you hear the news? And I go, what news? And they said, they said that they're breaking up. And that I was like, what? Because they've just been my sort of, publishing is hard. Being an adult sometimes is hard, but yes. especially publishing. <sighs> I, learned, I gave up on that a long time. I learned time. Wait, who no, they to were. Being an adult or publishing? <laughs> yeah. being, growing yes. up, yeah. being an adult. Yeah. Like I don't see what, what the upside to that is. Yeah. yeah. I learned who they who were right as Beautiful for? Bastard came out. And I like they, they appeared on my Tumblr dash and I was like, Who are these adorable boys and why do those two look like they want to eat each other? And I was mm. so intrigued. And then I discovered they were one direction, blah, blah, blah. But you know, sometimes you just need stuff that Which just... two? Is it the Harry Lewis? And Louis, yeah. yeah, don't they really the it's the tattoo thing that I think is so like I love that you such know about the tattoos. This is such a rabbit hole. Like you would have so much fun if you just gave in and just was like, I'm gonna research this for a day. You mean you mean One Direction in general? Uh, no, the Larry thing oh, specifically. The two of them. Oh. Yeah. There is there is a a whole school of thought that the two of them are a couple. They have the first words they said to each other tattooed on their arms next to a knot that completes itself Ooh. only when they're holding hands. Well, like one of them has an anchor and the other has a rope and you like right. never so s- it, I can't believe I know this. It's <laughs> one of those things yeah. where you go Wow, that's so like. All right, if they're not, that that's that's definitely committed yeah. Like friendship. I accidentally got semi matching tattoos with my total platonic dude bro. <laughs> that has the first words we said to each other included Aww. incorporated yeah. into it. It's adorable, whatever the reason is. But yeah, it really would be great if they were right. Wouldn't yeah. that yeah. just be just fun? Everybody needs something in their life that they just makes them stupid happy. They just make like when I'm at those concerts, I am stupid happy. Yeah, I never right. want anybody to film me or take a picture of it. Um, ever. It so just, I take it that Lauren has tried to film you. I have, take pictures I have of some you. video of her singing along, and the joy on her face is like, I. 
That's perfect. It's amazing. I watch it just to be happy. Maybe how, my happy how place is Christina life... and her happy place. Maybe that so. Weird? That would be yeah. even better. You should get tattoos that complete each other. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. They have tattoos. They did. We have tattoos. We're going to try to manipulate the camera. We'll try and take a picture of that and and Instagram that to you out there. I guess this makes a nice segue since... The show is we're not actually interviewing One Direction, and the show's not actually about them. We could talk about Christina Lauren. We could talk about Christina Lauren. Now, you two met through the world of fanfic. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. You were both writing fanfic for a certain book. What was the book? Twilight. Twilight, okay. Oh, very popular fanfic. Another thing that just sort of makes you happy, and you're like, why do we like why? <laughs> Does it matter? No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't see why. I think way yeah. too many people like worry about what other people think they should be reading, watching, listening to. You yep. know, I think way too many people worry about what other people. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Yep. Like I, we were just talking about some civil rights choices that a city in Texas has made recently mm. that we're not talking about. But like. Mm. Really, like, I don't have that kind of free time. Like, sleep with whoever you want to. Do whatever you want to with your personal bits. Like, it's just really, I've got enough on my plate. Like, whatever you want to do, have a great time. Just stay out of my shit. That's really all I ask. So, yeah. Yeah. Right? Live it up. Whatever floats your boat. So, you guys were all into Twilight. And you were writing. We were writing fan fiction. I, I think people come into the fandom for different reasons. Some of them were really, really into Twilight and they wanted more. And some people, like, didn't like the last book and they wanted to redo it. I mean, there's just a million reasons why people came in, but that's uh-huh. how we met. And so you were fans of each other's work mm-hmm. or and you yeah. decided there to start writing together? We or met how at did Comic-Con. that come about? So I had a panel, I put together a panel on fan works for San Diego Comic Con. And Christina had a really huge fic at the time called The Office, which had nothing to do with Twilight, it was just the names. Okay. They were just like banging everywhere, and everybody loved the story for obvious reasons. And so <sighs> right? she came Who out to love banging? yeah, she came out to California, and we met in person. We we're like, let's write it together. So we wrote a one shot, which is like a just one chapter fic, and it did well. And we we're like, let's write a book. Like it's so easy. Let's just write a book. Little did we know. And off it went. And, but yeah. the first book we wrote was terrible. Well, the first book that we... <laughs> Where is it? Can we have it? No, no. So we read it? The first book we finished, we got our agent with, but that was like after nine months, you know, of yeah. querying. But the first At book least. that we started, we thought, well, we're going to be serious writers, so let's write something serious. And we wrote this really depressing, angsty just terrible thing about this widow and blood. And, and anybody who knows us knows we are like the least serious people you'll ever meet in your life. And so one day we were like, what the hell are we doing? We don't, we don't want to write. What's wrong? This is clearly not what we should be doing. Yeah. So then we wrote this young adult book about skinny dipping and kissing and superpowers. And we're like, Yay! this is it. So, and that's how we got our agent. That's cool. What happened to that book? So that book is we're holding because... Pretty much the only person selling good numbers with mythology is Rick Riordan. <laughs> so, oh, really? so it is based it ha- in based, Greek mythology? It's based, okay. yeah. And so we're kind of waiting to see when that's going to come back. And then we have it ready just to be like, But it's like, our, it's like our favorite thing yeah. we've probably ever written. I love that book so yeah. much. Oh, wow. So, but what's cool. funny is we were selling, so we had another YA Sublime, which came out last year, but that was out with editors. And Fifty Shades had just come out. And everyone was like, when is... Christina going to publish The Office because as you know Fifty Shades came from the Twilight fandom and The Office was out several months before Fifty Sh- Master of the Universe started mm-hmm. so people were trying to get her to publish it trying to publish it as their own trying to rewrite it as a copycat and finally we said well let's just edit it put it up online for free 
so that nobody, you know, does that. And our agent read it, the reworked version, and was like, no, 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 no. This is way too different. Let's just see if anyone bites. Oh, okay. So it went out to editors, and it sold to Simon & Schuster in like 12 hours. That was Beautiful Bastard. That's wonderful. And that launched a series, the Beautiful Bastard series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And only the only... Only the first one had any link to fan fiction, so. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you feel like you learned to write writing fan fiction? Or oh, Or do you yeah. feel there yeah. were essential things that you learned? Because what was it like you were you were posting this where? Where was this going? So, like, I'd never written anything for fun in my entire life. The first thing I ever wrote was The Office. Mm-hmm. And I was just posting it to fanfiction.net, and I was just having fun. Like, oh, my God, I, gonna make, I can't believe, you know, I can make these people do these insane things. They're having sex against a window. You know, <laughs> like the you. Best. Sex against a window. We uh, do it here all the time. The time at the dinner party show. I think because it was just it's just so different from like who I am. So it was it was crazy to make these like really smart people do really dumb things. So I would post it and then you know within like minutes you start getting comments and and fanfiction.net is really different than like Wattpad, which is kind of the thing mm-hmm. now because fanfiction.net it was like you were getting constructive criticism. For the most part, your reviews were like, I really liked how you did this. Mm-hmm. Or do you even know how to use a quotation mark? Or which I didn't. And I but, learned but that, that was a nice criticism, or were people no, being no, some people, about some it? people were really terrible. But okay. that's one of the great things no, about terrible people on the internet. On the internet? Oh my Get god! Out. You wouldn't say. You know, I have to Horrible. say, I don't think that I in any way would have been prepared to become a published author if I hadn't done that first. It's like fandom boot camp. It is. For one thing, it teaches you how to take criticism mm-hmm. and what to like take from it and what to leave. But it also teaches you how to not be a dick online because, especially in that fandom, I mean, if you go too big for your britches, there was always somebody there to, to put you back in your place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So okay. sometimes I see I mean, it's authors, a huge fandom. Yeah, that so. are, I just go, oh, you should have went to Phantom Boot Camp. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes you humble? I you just think? think it gives you perspective. Yeah. Like, there's always somebody who's better at writing. There's always somebody who's more popular. There's always someone selling more books. There's always mm-hmm. a new thing. There's, there's always, always. A, the new exciting, shiny toy. So, like, just settle down, write your books. Yeah. Be or, happy with what you get. You We're know. all just readers. But I love that this is that there's this whole new foment, this whole new way in which people are coming into the world as writers. I've always felt like the best way to learn to write is to read somebody yeah. is to read. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because absolutely. You get a sense of writing from reading, yeah. and mm-hmm. that's where you. That's where I learned about quotation marks, or mm-hmm. he said, she said, or any of the rest of it came yeah. from reading other people's works, absolutely. and so it becomes this sort of community kind of I love this no, the way in great. which the people that were there were interacting with you to develop your own work as you as you became into your yeah. own and you guys have and really come into your own I dressed for this is my uh, <laughs> my filthy bastard. I <laughs> nice. Boy, I'm not a boy. I said he so. could either do sweet, filthy no boy, boy or a beautiful bastard. I, and I figured I would get shit yeah. if I said that's boy a in any like sort it. of way. That is. That's that is an, an Ansel. That's an Ansel. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's, a, that's an Ansel. Ansel is the hero of sweet, filthy boy. So they're actually giving you the title sweet, okay, filthy well boy. Okay, well then, yeah. except maybe grown up. Yeah. <laughs> sweet, filthy <laughs> grandpa. Sweet, filthy grandpa. Yeah, which might be closer to the truth over here. But anyway, yeah. I was trying for I was trying yeah. for um, in this week's uh, this week's attire, but yeah, you guys have really. How many books is it now? There's two more than we one have series. And... Thirteen published, and we've finished sixteen. Yeah, seventeen. Six, seventeen, I think, if it's, you count our welcome, little secret. Welcome thing to that the world knows. of romance. They're writing a book right now, right here. <laughs> yeah. while, they're while we're talking, the actually, we do. I have to tell you, it's so funny though. Like that's the, where you were. You were finishing <laughs> a book in the car. Right. One of the things I tell everybody when they say like, "How do you like? How do you write so much and stuff?" It's just that you write whenever you can. Right. Lo is a huge phone writer. Like I remember her moving to the like iPhone Plus 
because it gave her a bigger screen, a bigger keyboard, yeah, and, stuff. and right. now she's just discovered plus. the light that she can dictate. And the dictation oh. is way better phone. with the update. So it's like okay. I can sit there and just she's dictate into my phone. And the other day I just was like, oh, I can't sit anymore. I'm just gonna go walk around and dictate. And I got like 2,200 words in like 20 minutes. Get wow. out of here! <laughs> that's like what it, that takes me a day. So you were just walking around the house dictating into your phone. Wow! Yeah. And that's I mean, it's fantastic. not all it's not all magical. Like there was yeah. some editing required. Yeah. <laughs> but well, at do, least do I got the idea. Like cut and paste it into a word document and then. Mm-hmm. Edit it and work on it. Okay, I yeah, do it in I notes and then I email idea. it to myself. Yeah. Why not? That's a great idea. However, you get it down. You on have the to page. be careful though. You can only have I think it's like thirty five hundred words or something in notes, and then it dumps. And she learned that. Oh. She was on a trip Ooh. to Scotland. It's, I think it's more than that, but there is a limit. It's like she was on a trip to Scotland, and she just became like overcome by this idea. So she was like writing something while she was gone. I was staying in California with her kids, and she was just sending me all this stuff that she was just writing just for fun. And then one day she was like, "Oh my god." I didn't know there was a limit. It just erased everything that I have. Oh, my oh God. So be sure you're, like, emailing it. And it, was, oh it wasn't, God. like, even from the cloud. and ev- no. Oh, my God. That's no. really, that's it, like, the it most. Oh, I bet. That <laughs> just, pain. those are the, the worst, ex- I have two or three little, on that order, worst experiences yeah. from life. Oh, yeah. my heart goes oh, out to you. That's God. a terrible story. That's hard. But a warning <laughs> to writers out there. I had no idea, but. Yeah, the notes yeah. So maybe not notes. And what was the number again? 3,300 No, it's notes? more than that. I think it's like 10,000. 10,000 individual notes you. or words? Words. Oh, Which should tell you how many words much. she has in her phone. I mean, I don't know. That's I'm really just, not. That's a ballpark because I had so no much idea. It's probably 10, characters. Words is going to be. It's probably characters, not words, no. because oh, no. you think it's words? Oh. It does word count. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's a certain amount, obviously. A certain, a certain amount, amount of words. That was my guess. But Awful. you know, if somebody from Apple could call in and let us know, that would be really great. After the shit we've said about Apple on this show, we don't. If they call in, it's going to be to threaten us with something. I mean, we have a lot of. Thoughts about Apple on the dinner party show. Just wish they would be nicer to people. Yeah. And make their stuff work together with, with other people. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish it was less about profit for them and more about, you know, working with people about stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Now you have 10 extra steps because we want you to do it our way and run yeah. it through our software on our site so we can charge you for it. Yeah. As I see all of your Apple products. I know. <laughs> I love the products. But I'm still going to use it. I love the products. It's right not like that. It's just I complain. hate their corporate attitude. They have beautiful products. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So um, you don't have any experience with indie publishing or self-publishing, right? No. You're somebody who, in the age of self-publishing, you've been traditionally published from the yes. very beginning. So you put the manuscript together, you got an agent, you went out, and that was how you ended up writing Beautiful Bastard. Now so you went wrote... straight from fanfic to mainstream. Just what the was first that one. like? Just the first one. And only 20% of the original fic is actually in the book. But okay. I, I think we, we didn't, I mean, we knew that the, the road to publishing was sort of a long sometimes difficult one because we wanted to write YA. We were writing Young Adult. We had the mythology story and then the Sublime, which is sort of a ghost story. And so we were out with that when all the Beautiful Bastards stuff kind of happened in the background. Mm -hmm. So that just sort of felt like, well, okay. Like, it just sort of happened and we said, let's just see where it goes. And it took off. We didn't expect that at all. So I think we're still, it took a couple of years before we both really believed that we were like actually, actually selling enough writers. books to leave our jobs. Like we had six books out before we left our full time jobs. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? Um, she was working at a junior high counseling office, and I was doing 
She's a PhD neuroscientist. Mm-hmm. I was doing research. I love I to mean, tell people that. Real. I seriously like, do. So a brain she surgeon. Knows not a surgeon. <laughs> sex your brain. I do. That I sex the a... brain a lot. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on the dinner party show, and then we'll be right back. You can with finally more go to the bathroom now. With Christina <laughs> Lauren, and uh, we'll you know talk about other stuff as well. All of it sexy, but mostly them. Cleaning up the studio. Cleaning up the studio at the dinner party show. Hey, where did this candle come from? Hmm, smells good. Stop! Put that candle down! Why? It smells great. Does it smell like Henry Cavill? Uh, I don't know what Henry Cavill smells like. If that candle smells like the person you love, then lighting it could change your life in ways you can't even begin to understand. Well, if one of those changes means I get to find out what Henry Cavill smells like, then I'm in. First, you have to read Kiss the Flame to find out what I'm really talking about. Oh, well, that's a slick plug, Christopher. Uh Uh-huh, Kiss the Flame, a Desire Exchange novella, is now available for pre-order through thedinnerpartyshow.com and on Amazon. Don't light any sweet-smelling candles until you read it. Trust me on this one. The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, bringing you interviews with some of the hottest celebrities who made the mistake of taking Christopher and Eric's call. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Well, Christopher, the big day is here. Which one? Your life is so hard. No, seriously, what day are you talking about? Your publication day. Kiss the Flame, your latest installment in the Desire Exchange series, is now on sale. So, we're going to celebrate on this Sunday's livecast of the Dinner Party Show. Oh yeah? What'd you buy me? Don't push it. Just show up and try and have a good attitude on this Sunday, November 15th, as Kiss the Flame Month continues with the launch party of, you guessed it, Kiss the Flame! That's better. The Dinner Party Show, a new livecast, begins airing every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at thedinnerpartyshow.com or through our free mobile app. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, where all of our shows are available for free anytime you want to listen. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Christina Lauren are with us here live in the studio here on the beautiful Sunset Strip. So we were talking about fanfic, which is how you two met. Yes. We're going to ask Eric Shaw Quinn if he were to write fanfic for something, what would it be? And then you all are going to judge his choice. All right. That is really a hard question. So... The idea, like, you guys chose Twilight because it meant so much to you because you were so into the characters and turned on by them. I'm trying to think, who do I have that kind of um, response to? Poirot. It's like something I, you Ms. don't want to let go. Like, I love, I'm so, like, I'm, I'm literally writing the murder mystery that I just brought out. Uh, yes. Right Murder is, is kind of a dream come true. So I'm all about... Murder mystery, but I'm trying to think, but there's that, the sexy element, the sort of, I guess like the saint or, um, I loved the saint. Any, what, something with Henry Cavell in it. I would go with Man from Uncle. Okay. That's what I'm going to oh, go yes. with. I'm going to pick gonna Man go from Uncle because they were so sexy. I'm going to give that so an, an 8 sexy. out of 10. That's yeah. a good They choice. were better than and that movie turned out to be. And you would write them 
doing what in the man from I would write them maybe finding for each other yeah I think that would be really interesting for them to be in a relationship together while being on opposite sides of that fight and trying to be spies to to work together I may actually write that that's actually a pretty good idea it is a pretty good idea and there are plenty of places where you could post it on the internet as we have learned from Christina Lawrence how about you Christopher what would you write oh Kingsman of course all day every day Kingsman 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 there are all sorts of speaking getting back to Tumblr there are all sorts of gifts of uh, Taryn Egerton and um, oh my god I'm going to blank on it Colin Firth your favorite Eric oh, Shaw please Quinn. don't you Colin blank Firth, on doing Colin doing interviews Firth. together uh, and looking all I would all blank all over him goo goo oh, absolutely <laughs> pride <laughs> and prejudice mm. I would blank all over Taryn Egerton <laughs> Mr. Darcy <laughs> yeah. I like the and the husband prejudice. on Blacklist I don't watch it Tom oh my god Tom <laughs> on Blacklist wow. Tom, baby <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not just that he's brutally hot. It's about what he does for her. Brutally he is hot. So brutally hot. hot. So, um, so, so okay, we have our fa- fan fiction has been sorted okay, out. Okay, cold compresses all around. Okay, so, but you know, just what, real quick. Fanfic doesn't have to just be about having them have sex, right? Okay. Like it can be about them becoming friends. There's or like, T-rated fic. There's T. There's mature rated. I mean, obviously, a lot of the draw for Twilight was like having Edward and Bella like just bone. You know, because yeah. they just go into deeper water, and okay. we were all we all threw our books across. Right. You know, I was in California the first time I read that. I threw my book into the ocean, and then I was like, God damn, and I had to go get it. Now, wait a minute. This is because the sex scene between them is not explicit? Because right. it's not there. Oh, it's not. It's a fade to black yeah. is what yeah. it is. Oh, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but some, some like, Even I mean. Even the breaking the bed down thing that's in the movie is not there? They added that because they knew the fans would love it. They knew fans would mm. kill them if they didn't like, do something. Like, there's a lot of Hunger they Games, turned like, away to the fireplace. Fit. Yeah. So T means rated for teens. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm anyway. down with all yeah, that, but I'm going to write people having sex. That's going to be my thing. Honestly, I, I have to it. say, yeah. I, my fanfic would probably be more about the gro- the growing romance between the two of them right. than the actual sex. Like, that's interesting, mm-hmm. but I've actually written full-on pornographic sex. I wrote a 26-part series under an assumed name for a magazine, a, por- a dirty magazine launch a long time ago, and it was hot. It was kind of tantric. For the first couple of chapters, <laughs> yeah. and then after a while, it was like, "Oh, oh God, God, could the plan <laughs> could the plot be advanced by anything besides fucking? Could they please do? Could there be a murder or a fight or anything besides and another sex scene?" This is the challenge of anything highly erotic. Yeah. You all must go through this too. Like it's like, "Oh, do we have to write another sex scene?" Yeah. And the answer is, "Yes, you yes, do," you because do. it's an erotic romance. <laughs> yeah. That's your and genre. They're going to be disappointed yeah, if right. you don't. And it it can be. It's every bit as rewarding, and every writing has its challenge. But that's but, a particular one. I think that's a real art. Let's talk in the time we have left about when people are shitty about romance. Oh, Because okay. it's not a topic we've addressed. <laughs> we have three hours left? Head on, right. <laughs> wow. Let, you know, because people are. And this is something yeah. you've posted about, and you can go as deep as you want on the topic. I have my own thoughts about it as well. But people are really shitty about the topic in general. They always yeah. come at you with this idea, all romance novels are the same. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly predictable, whereas your average mystery is um, just as predictable. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but they, they act, there's a certain attitude around the genre in general like it's dangerous. Yeah. Like it will screw what? with your mind. It's either dangerous or it's yeah. completely frivolous. Like yeah. you either get that. Dangerous the, frivolity. Right. Sets up like false that. expectations is what a woman on social yeah, media yeah. said to me. Romance sets up false expectations. I was like, okay. And you, know what, you know what the definition of fiction is, right? I mean, I also feel like <laughs> you know, that underestimates women. It's all a lie. Women, I mean, you know? Yes. It's Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Like women cannot be trusted like, with these romance this novels. This is dangerous because a woman's going to read this and she's going to express this because she is so dumb. 
to not realize that fiction is fiction. Right. Like, you right. know. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of thing that I mean, there's a million things about it. Whereas action nice. movies with women who are beautiful and have a huge rack and, and like raped nothing. And murdered and beaten yeah, all to of that. that with a baseball or bat. They that's just okay. Really love comic books and guys with no jobs. Right. And that's a realistic mm-hmm. expectation for men to have, right. you know, like right. Yeah, those yeah. are very realistic. Very realistic. But yeah. Well, I will say this. My reaction is that's what they said about Shakespeare. Is it? Let's it very, go with that. It was very dismissive. <laughs> it was like this silly, popular, yeah. very frivolous sort Austin. of like. Yeah, there was yeah. it was not well, it was not highly regarded in its own moment, but it endures. I mean, this is really capturing at least human aspiration, if not like I think there's a certain aspirational aspect to the stuff that I love to read. Yeah. Right? Like the way that it might be or the dream that you might have. Why wouldn't you want that to be there? Why does everything need to be a depressing downer? If I wanted to read nonfiction, like I've always said, if real life was actually interesting, we wouldn't need books and movies and television in the first place. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, I and I don't mean to suggest that romance readers are only female but by and large it's a pretty female dominant readership and, large, yeah. and I think what bothers but me is this readers in general assumption well maybe it is true of readers in general but go on with what you were saying I yeah. mean I think the assumption that th- what bothers me is this sort of attitude that what women are interested in is sort of somehow lesser than so yeah. whether it's books music. books music the television shows the even boy band stuff like the things that make women and girls happy is looked down upon a little bit. It's mm-hmm. not seen as being intellectual enough for whatever. Because and guys are such intellect. I know, well, right? Yeah. Like football, football is so smart. Yeah. Really you talk about me, this Politics. in terms of Hollywood. You talk about this in terms of Hollywood all the time, right? They make a mo- they make a movie for women and it makes all this money and they're like, oh my God, there are all these women going to women the movies. Women go to the movies. Who they? knew? And it's like, <laughs> it's like my God, what like, are you, what do you what, yeah. where do you people live? I know. Yeah. Yeah, they, know. they do, or any other group. They make a yeah. movie about black people and black people go to yeah. see the movie four or five times. They're like, black people go to the yeah. movies? It's like, yes, they do. Or gay people or any yeah. other group. Like, the only group that they know how to sell movies to is adolescent boys. So yeah. that's all they're really interested in making. And mm-hmm. then they release a movie that they don't market or market incredibly badly, don't tell anybody it's coming out and it fails. It's it's the market's fault. It's never theirs. Before we run out of time, we have another thing we were going to put to each of you and I hope you all came prepared. We have been asking all of our romance novelist guests to answer this question. What? If you were being sent to a desert island for the rest of your life and you could only bring three romance novels with you, which three would they be and why? And these answers will eventually be added to Christopher and Eric's favorites at thedinnerpartyshow.com. So I'm going to well, say, your favorite. this is actually hard, and I say this because a lot of times I love a book simply because of like the feeling it evokes, and so sometimes you forget about a book until a situation arises and it reminds you. So like one of my books is going to be Twilight, just because Twilight is sort of just like, it's, it's such seminal, a comfort, yeah. it's like chicken soup sort of mm-hmm. a thing, you know. It's the start, yeah. Um, and then I'm going to say, I, I said to Lo earlier, this isn't technically romance, but Anne of Green Gables, mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, sense and Sensibility. Because that was my first like big swooning Wow. Thing. Yeah. I like it. Good calls. All right. I am going to go with The Siren by Tiffany Rice because oh. I love her writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go with Anna and the French Kiss because it's super fluffy and swoony and sweet. And I think if you're alone on an island, sometimes you just need to feel good. Right. And then I also think sometimes maybe you want to like be able to cry over a reason other than just being totally. on a deserted island. So I would bring. <laughs> that would make me cry. Yeah. I would either bring Catching Fire um, mm-hmm. from the Hunger Games trilogy because that's my favorite of the three. Or I would bring um, Forbidden by Tabitha Suzuma, which is not really a romance. It's actually an 
book about incest, but it's like <laughs> really wonderful, mm-hmm. really painful. Mm-hmm. You end up rooting for things you just never expected, and it's just one of those books that makes you feel a lot. So if I'm okay. all alone and I want to feel something, I would bring that book. book cool. is amazing. Excellent. It is amazing. Forbidden by Tabitha Souza? Suzuma. Suzuma. I just snuck okay. in four. Did you see it. how I did that? Yeah, you did. We, we, She's <laughs> a real most people try to get away with one. We, we're fine with you sneaking <laughs> yeah, in four. Okay. And it's like, like a general, ones. like, I would bring pregnant. Oh, prejudice. I have another one, actually. <laughs> okay, what is it? No Rest for the Wicked for, by Cressley Cole. That's like okay. my favorite paranormal. Oh. I love it so much. No it's Rest like, for the Wicked I would by like Cressley to just Cole. take Cressley Cole. I know, right? I, I would take her everywhere. You would take Cressley Cole to a desert mm-hmm. island with you? Yeah. Okay, well, well, maybe that'll be a contest at okay. RT this year. Yeah. <laughs> Win Cressley Cole in a desert island. She would be totally Where down. Is this desert? What is a desert island? I don't is fucking it know. desert? It's like, an island a celebrity bought for tax reasons. Johnny Depp's island in the Bahamas. Or Tyler Perry's island in the Bahamas. They all have islands in the Bahamas. Oh, right. I think you can't even really land on. They just yeah, park yeah. next to them. And totally. Cressley got me into a strip club. I would take Cressley. She could get you. Okay. Anywhere. She could figure. She's a, way a sweet out of talker. That, that Cressley. Yes. Are you yes, too young to get into strip clubs? Honestly? No, I just would never. Oh, she talked. Look, she's you clutching into her going. pearls. The pearls aren't even there, and she's clutching them. I landed in New Orleans, and I said, "Where am I meeting you?" And they said, "Oh, what was it called?" Uh, the Playboy Club? The Playboy Club. And I go, okay. And then I get I get outside and they're like, there's a cover. Why is there a cover? And then I walk in, oh. Wow, yeah, those are extra. They had been there like eight hours. I love it. We got to have you all back to talk about Absolutely. strip clubs. But we're out of time for tonight. We're so glad you guys finally you made it. Thank you Congratulations. so great. Uh, next week we're doing a launch party for Kiss the Kiss Flame. The flame. It's Kiss the Flame. Kiss the Flame. Kiss the Flame. Can't wait yes. for yeah. it. Advance order your copies on thedinnerpartyshow.com right this very minute. Don't wait. Absolutely. Until then, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And you've been listening to The Dinner Party Show. Thanks. I've been to a marvelous party.